0: Wonderful friends, uh, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big QA. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God. Faith, Contemporary Religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM and if you like to make a comment or uh, be part of this program with us uh, today I'll invite you to send us a message, uh, an SMS to 04888 eight zero eight double one if you send a message to us uh, we we'll would like to hear uh, from you in regard to the topic which we are going to discuss today. Uh, we were um, looking at uh, the believer and the spirit and some of the questions which we address uh, as the week progressed were how does the spirit work? in the life of the believer how does the holy spirit work in the church must i speak in tongues to be saved or what is the unpardonable sin against the holy spirit these are a few questions which we address uh, uh, during this week but we are going to look a little bit more into what is the holy spirit's place in revival i would like to Welcome also our um, co-hosts from Western Australia and it's good to have with us uh, Ross and Jason. Hey, how, you going? how are you guys over there in Western Australia?
1: Awesome, doing well, yeah. keeping busy and really pleased that we don't have daylight savings over here. So we haven't had to change our time ever.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Uh, I was pleased to hear that you were on standby, waiting for me for an hour. <laughs> yes, it seems that uh,
1: even though we make up a majority of the country when it comes to geography, people you, seem to forget we're here. <laughs> but I'm you, pleased that you haven't. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Usually, usually people. Have to wait. Um, uh, I have to wait for people, but in this case, <laughs> well, we were on time today. Yeah, oh, that's really good, really good. Hey, good to have you with us, uh, guys, and we are looking forward for this uh, wonderful time together. And it's a very important uh, topic to uh, to talk about. And mm. um, yeah, today we'll have a few different uh, approaches, you know, from different uh, uh, views. And um, again, I would like to uh, mention that our listeners, they can uh, be part of this program, you know, just sending us a message, sharing with us in regard to this uh, topic. and uh, the number is zero four, triple eight, eight zero eight, double one. It's good to have with us David Lima from uh, Family Voice uh, Australia. David, uh, welcome to the program again. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be with you. And David, uh, what is the view of the Family Voice
2: uh, about the Holy Spirit? Yes, yes, it's a topic for the week, obviously. And here at Family Voice, we believe in the Holy Spirit, as the ancient creeds put it. Jesus mm. was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and we believe that the Holy Spirit is given to every believer, to indwell every believer to give salvation from sin. But we also believe that the Holy Spirit has an important role to change the culture because, Mm. of course, individuals, we live in society, in our families, in our churches, and in our communities. And as we are enlivened by the Holy Spirit, there's that important influence on the culture. So we believe that the Holy Spirit changes the individual and the culture. Mm. Mm, that's great. And how does the Holy Spirit change the individual, yes. uh, David? Because I
0: believe, you know, um, we are looking into uh, how do we understand revival yeah. and the
2: role of the Holy Spirit in the that process of revival. Correct. Well, without the Holy Spirit, there would be no conviction of sin. There would be no opportunity to repent and receive salvation. So the Holy Spirit is absolutely vital in the ministry of Jesus. And David, what or who is the Holy Spirit? Yes, good question. What or who? Is it a what or is it a who? It's a who. We believe that the Holy Spirit is one of the three persons of the Trinity. So, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is not some force or some flame, although it might appear Mm -hmm. as a as a flame of fire. The the Holy Spirit, He may appear as a flame of fire or wind in the trees. The we speak of the still small voice after the earthquake and all the all the kerfuffle that happened there in the time of Elijah. But, you know, we can grieve the Holy Spirit, so, you know, you cannot grieve electricity or a lightning bolt or something. So we're talking about a person here, and, of course, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the the Greek uh, parakletos. Jesus says, I will send you another comforter. Well, we're comforted by someone who has personality. So the scriptures are very clear that the Holy Spirit is a person, one of the three, and uh, So there's this wonderful unity as well as diversity in Scripture concerning the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ is ministering to bring conviction and then repentance and then salvation and then even reconciliation between humanity and God and consequently between one another so we can learn not simply to stop hating our enemies but even to love them. So the Holy Spirit is prompting us because the Holy Spirit lives within the believer This Mm -hmm. is different to the Old Covenant situation that we read about in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit might come upon Samuel or leave Samuel or upon Saul and leave Saul. And Moses uh, hoped famously that all of God's people would receive the Holy Spirit. But no, that's not the situation. Mm. But now that we're in this New Covenant era... And and the the true satisfaction has been provided by the death of Christ, whereas the sacrifice of animals was only really prophetic of him mm-hmm. and not not able to cleanse the conscience of the sinner. Now that we're in Christ in this new covenant era, the Holy Spirit comes upon everyone who professes faith in him. So mm. that's a wonderful situation to be in. Absolutely. And um, how does the Holy Spirit... Change the culture? Yes, an excellent question. Well, as individuals are changed, the culture changes. And remarkably, you only need one. I was just reading about this in Jeremiah this week. God says in Jeremiah that if there's one person, one righteous person that could be found in Jerusalem, he would have spared the entire city. It's yeah. really wonderful. And the same occurred, of course, in Sodom. Uh, where the countdown famously goes on, and um, Abraham is is uh, bargaining, uh, if you like that. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's 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 quitting while he's ahead. Really getting down to ten, but he could have gone down to one mm-hmm. because the angel says to Lot, "You must leave because I cannot do anything until you, the Hebrew, is singular. Leave." So mm. one righteous person, Nick, mm. can can be like the salt to give savor or the or the yeast to make the whole batch of dough rise. So all we need is one righteous person, one person who is in Christ mm. with the Holy Spirit living within, and they and for their sake an entire city can be spared. That's how valuable it is to be a believer. Mm. And
0: that reminds me of uh, the famous passage in uh, in Isaiah, you know, and uh, Uh, The Lord asked, whom shall we send? Yes. And Isaiah uh, just answered, here I am, send me, Lord. You know, again, one person, you know, and uh, God can do uh, miracles. um, This is true. If if we are standing for God, sometimes we can be overthrown uh, by the majority, you know, of people. And when you find yourself in a minority, or even like Elijah, yeah. it's only me, you know. Uh, but God had so many other he people. Did. Uh, he did. But if you are conscious that if you do your part, mm. that's what it takes. That's it. One person. They
2: say. You you cannot do the part of others. You can do your own part. Like, great. They say one person plus God is the majority. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) But thank you
0: so much, David, for uh, sharing on on this. And I believe, uh, yes, uh, we are all um, looking towards revival because I believe Mm. we live in a time when it's too much uh, lukewarm uh,
2: atmosphere. Yes, we need a real Holy Ghost revival. Mm. We need the Holy Spirit to be poured out to share the gospel and to see wonderful transformation both in the individual and in the culture. You think about those individuals who have served wonderfully in, in recent times, people like Shaftesbury and William Wilberforce, You know, to, to end the slave trade in the case of Wilberforce or with Shaftesbury to bring wonderful reform to workplaces. When the Holy Spirit fills just one believer strategically placed, the opportunity for reform follows that opportunity of revival. So that we really need both of those Holy Spirit actions: revival leading to reformation. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, I really like that, and um, yeah, looking
0: forward, uh, David, to talk again with you and to see the movement mm. of the Holy Spirit upon us all yes. and um, see the effects uh, in our life and in the life of others uh, as we mingle with other people. And I always like to mention that that you are you know going from place to place mm. uh, sharing the, the good news from yes. this perspective, yes. David uh, family voice exactly. Australia. Mm. And I uh, wish you all the best and um, looking forward to see you again.
1: Hi, I'm Michael, the station director here at Faith FM. Faith FM's almost 11 years old, and it's been incredible to see how God has used us to change lives around Australia in every community we reach. I'd like to invite you to partner with Faith FM in supporting and growing your station by giving whatever God calls you to share. You can go to faithfm.com.au slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time bq and uh, this is Nikrita co hosts today from Western Australia. Uh, Ross and uh, Jason uh, joining me to talk about this aspect, and was also, also good to have uh, a bit earlier uh, uh, David Delima from Family Voice Australia. Always enjoying chatting with David, and he comes with different uh, uh, views. You know, uh, meeting lots of people and lobbying. You know, uh, from a Christian. Uh, perspective uh, even to the political parties and uh, all those uh, things. It's great to to have uh, David with us. I wondered uh, guys just before we go into our uh, topic, Ross uh, how would you like to just have a short word of prayer?
1: I think that's an awesome idea. I'd love to. Let's pray. Uh, God, this afternoon as we continue to talk about uh, just what the Holy Spirit is, who he is, and what his job is. We just ask that you send your Holy Spirit to open our minds so the things we hear this afternoon resonate with us, with our everyday life. Bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 And reminding... um, our listeners, that they can join us, sending us uh, an SMS uh, during this program and be part of uh, our discussion. Um, uh, let's uh, begin by defining uh, what is meant by revival.
3: Mm. Yeah, well, Nick, um, in the dictionary, revival We've got. I've got three examples I can give you. Uh, one is an improvement in the condition, strength, or fortunes of someone or perhaps something. Our uh, second definition: uh, restoration to life or consciousness, or finally, an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. So, for example, a new production of an old play, or the reawakening of religious fervour, for
0: mm, instance.
3: Mm. That's actually quite.
1: Quite interesting because each of those, even though the whole idea of something spiritual or religious was left right to the end, each of those could be talking about revival or be talking about spirituality. Yes. Uh, uh, The first one you said, Jason, an improvement in condition. Well, that could be the improvement in condition or strength of someone's spiritual life. The second one was talking about restoration of life or consciousness. Well, that could very easily be the restoration of spiritual life Mm -hmm. or spiritual consciousness. And that final one—an instance where something's becoming popular again—could be spirituality. Mm. Somebody's interested in the in the spiritual world, in terms of the Holy Spirit and, and God and Jesus and all things religious, could become important again in somebody's life.
3: Absolutely. That's right, Ross. But there's also a um, a bunch of uh, synonyms as well okay. that go with that. So. Um, and, and, yeah, they these two can relate to someone's spiritual life. Like, you've got restoration, yep. resurrection... Of course. <laughs> ...awakening, uh-huh. uh, rebirth, mm-hmm. regeneration, mm-hmm. renewal, and, yeah, the list goes on.
0: Uh, yep. We need all of those ones, guys, <laughs> in our life, you know. Um, I think um, you are right uh, about that, Jason. Uh, they all could easily be uh, speaking about spiritual life, you know. Now, um, that we have an understanding of the term revival. Let's talk about how the Holy Spirit is or can be involved. Mm. Today's question, uh, again, is what is the Holy Spirit's place in revival?
1: Well, I think that a very good place to start would be to focus on probably the how does the Holy Spirit get in revival. We look at that first, and then that might help us or should help us Actually,
0: answer that question. I agree with that, uh, Ross. And uh, uh, how does the Holy Spirit get involved then?
3: Well, I think probably the first place that we should look is in Scripture. Mm. Um, there are plenty of places where we are told, like where the where the promise of the Holy Spirit is given, and many of those are linked to asking.
0: Mm. Right. And I, I'm i glad, uh, Jason, that you said, uh, let's look into Scripture. And we are going to, to look into some passages because when you talk about um, uh, revival, you know, people have all sorts of ideas. You know, I mean, you look into the Christian world today and uh, uh, mega churches and um, all those uh, those things. They, people have uh, lots of ideas, but sometimes uh, not necessarily lining up with with the Bible. Uh, uh, now, you mean, uh, uh, Jason, that prayer is very important?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Nick. Um It's the best way to communicate with God and having a solid prayer life can be like, so helpful. Yeah. Like, in many, many, many ways. Uh, Absolutely true, and
1: uh, I'm pretty sure that didn't Jesus actually say sometime that he was going to pray for the God, the Father, to send the Holy Spirit? And um, I'm pretty sure he did, and I'm going to actually prove it to us. Okay. We'll have a look at some of those, yeah, we'll have a look at that verse, some of those verses. All right, Uh, Where, where, where do you want to begin? All right, well, there's a great a great passage of scripture that's known as the
3: as Jesus farewell discourse. Yeah, that's um that's in John chapter 14 to 17, isn't it, right?
1: Yeah. So, right. Okay, so let's have a look at some passages out of those chapters. Now, I know that this afternoon we're going to look at a couple of verses Nick that you actually looked at earlier in the week with Eric. Yes. But I find it fascinating that the same way the Holy Spirit works in somebody's life, he can also work in somebody's life through revival. Mm. So I'd like to begin by looking at John 14:16
0: right uh, look let, let me read that one actually uh, Jason okay. and uh, um, it says here in John uh, uh, 14 uh, verse 6, "And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Hmm.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um. I love the fact that we have so many different translations and so many different ways that the word is expressed. So we've got like, uh, for instance, helper, uh, comforter, um, and even advocate, mm-hmm. and like. The Greek is definitely, um, like when we look at the Greek, it's the word that is used from the Greek and that where all these translations come from is the word parakletos. And um, yeah, which basically it c- encapsulates all these meanings. Mm.
0: Yes, and David mentioned a bit earlier about uh, uh, parakletos, you know, and talking about the, the Holy Spirit. And it is interesting to use, um, you know, that the use of the word another, Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, English is not my first language, and it, probably you can <laughs> see that, you know, you you, you can hear that. Um, but in English, we use another when we are talking about additional of the same. Yeah. Um, so mm. Jesus was saying um, he would ask the Father to send another, just the same as him, that being God, because this is the the... Important thing for us to um, realize and to bring it up, you know, uh, to understand. For maybe some people are listening there and they don't have a, a clear understanding about the Holy Spirit. And mm. we we are saying here that the Holy Spirit is part of that tree on God. You know, the it's a person, and we are going to, to look into that a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Yeah. So
1: actually. Right on that idea there Nick about the triune god etc it's really interesting because when Jesus prays to the father to send the holy spirit well yeah that's kind of saying that god will ask god to send god <laughs> <laughs> and yes. that can be really confusing unless unless we understand that there is one god father son and holy spirit and that's a unity of three co-eternal persons. And if you have that understanding, then that makes sense.
0: That's so true, uh, Ross. And, uh, yeah, just a thought came in my mind uh when i was um kind of coming across you know with this um, concept you know of uh, of three in one you know uh, god and it was explained to me by an elderly person and i that's that remained with me you know it says gave gave me an illustration of a triangle for example and uh, yep. say okay here is god you know If you uh, dismantle this triangle, and he even put some, you know, like the matches, you know, on the table and three making a triangle. Say, (laughs) if we dismantle this triangle, what do you have there? Do you have a triangle? He said, no, you have one uh, match there, another one, you know. But when you put together, you have a triangle. Now, when these three persons work together, they are God. You know, Uh, now it could be we used to say God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. And some people think, oh, you have too many gods, Um, you know, (laughs) Uh, and I like to say then, okay, God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Mm. (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah. All right. All right. But did you notice just how Jesus was going to ask God to send the helper you know this is very Mm -hmm. important here that uh, um, how that happened Jason do you have any idea there?
3: Well it's interesting because the verse actually says he was going to pray All right, we mentioned prayer earlier a second ago. Uh, That's what Mm -hmm. it means when it says that I'll ask the
0: father okay Um, now Ross I get a feeling we are going to see quite a bit of the prayer link to the Holy Spirit
1: yes Dick we are <laughs> and you're
0: jumping ahead
1: and you're stealing my thunder so don't do that again <laughs> <laughs> okay right,
0: okay so okay, I'll, okay I'll try that Ross uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's a good thing you're a thousand and so many kilometers away or a side beat <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, maybe the, the, the sound it's with the delay you know <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: All right, so, hey, yeah, we are going to do, talk a lot about how prayer is is absolutely linked uh, to the Holy Spirit. Um, so, in the very same chapter, in verse 26, can
0: you read that one for us, Nick? All right, let, let's read this uh, from John, John chapter 14. Uh, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's a beautiful passage. I remember mm. that from uh, uh, Monday, just uh, as you said a bit earlier, uh, uh, Ross.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, Jason. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just sort of contemplating on that. I think it's. Um, I think I see where this is going because when we're looking for revival or a ref- refreshing from God we certainly could use instruction and help in remembering. And Jesus knew we'd, that we'd really need this mm-hmm. here and now, even like 2,000 years ago when he said this.
0: Right, right, that's true. And, uh, yes, uh, isn't that amazing just uh, how all of this uh, fits together?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. All right,
3: Jason, I want you to read something for us. John right. chapter 16 now and verse 8. All right, in John sixteen eight, Jesus says, And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Mm. And, yeah, this is another flashback to Monday, but this time we see the Holy Spirit's work in the light of revival. We certainly need to be sure we are in the right place spiritually for revival to be possible. Mm. Mm. And one of the things we need to ensure is that our hearts are right with God. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Uh, when the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, and I'm sure we've kind of felt that, I know I've felt that often, yeah. or we are reminded of our sins, we can be sure it's the Holy Spirit when that conviction comes with a gentle reminder that we can ask for forgiveness and know we will get it. Right. Like, for instance, First John one nine tells us that if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
0: All right. Yeah, uh, that's uh, for sure, Jason. And for revival to come, we need to know the truth, which is mentioned in verse 13 of the same chapter.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, verse 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. All right. Mm.
0: Uh, there is um, again the Holy Spirit will guide us into the truth, mm-hmm. convict mm-hmm. us of our sin, so we can mm-hmm. clean that up. You know, Absolutely. we have some work yep. work to do <laughs> there. You know, and teach us and help us uh, to remember what we have learned. Uh, but just how does this happen?
1: Well, that's a that's a very good
0: question and. The answer for that, we can look
1: way back in the Old Testament. I mean, way back towards the front of the Bible. Mm-hmm. In Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, um, here, here the Lord is speaking to Solomon. Some versions of the Bible might call him Yahweh or Jehovah. It um, just depends on your translation. But the Lord is talking to Solomon around about the time that they were dedicating the temple. And what the Lord said then, what the Lord said then to Solomon mm-hmm. is just as relevant to us today as it was when he said it that many thousands of years ago. The verse actually says, uh, and this, I'm reading this from the King, uh, New King James Version: "If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, pray and seek my face, I will and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven." and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This is a really, really old verse. This is like thousands of years old, but it sums up, pretty much sums up everything we've read so far about the Holy Spirit and his work in revival.
0: That's so wonderful. I really like that passage in the Bible. And, you know, easy to remember now, uh, as I looked at the um, uh, passage, uh, Ross, uh, you know, it's in Second um, Chronicles 7 14. You need to think of the seven, the perfect number, and then yep. double it with the verse will come verse fourteen. That's how I remember things visually. <laughs> ah, that's a really good idea, because it's mm. second chronicles, so there's the two.
3: Yeah. Two
1: times seven is
3: fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I, I, I find it really interesting actually, and I and I've I've had a personal experience with this very one, but when you think back um to the topic from another day this week, that each time we're instructed to pray, we're not told to speak in any other language. Right. Mm. Uh, in fact, like David's experience, really shows us that it's it's a real heartfelt kind of like that God hears even our heartfelt uh, like the anguish in our souls, not just the words mm-hmm. and. Uh, so Psalm five, one and two finds David in anguish but still praying, knowing that God understands his heartfelt literal groans and crying.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: That's incredible. Is, that is really true. That is really true. And as
1: we heard, I think it was on Wednesday's program, we don't need to speak in any other language ever. That well, hang on. That is unless the Holy Spirit needs us to for evangelistic purposes. And we can see throughout history. Um, we're talking about revival. We look back through history, and we see a really close link between evangelism and revival. Mm. They often go hand in hand. You know, just a couple of nights ago, um, and this is a this is a God thing, I tell you. Mm. Just a couple of nights ago, I was reading a book by Peter Roenfeld, um, and it's actually called "If You Are Thirsty, You Can Be Spirit-Filled." And in that book, I was reading the chapter that was called "Surprised by the Spirit," right. and that covers that whole. That whole talking in, in other languages or talking in tongues thing that you were just talking about, Jason, and it gives a lot of biblical evidence. But there is one quote from that chapter that is still ringing around in my head, uh, and it's, it's it sort of says that it surprises many who have sought a biblical basis for the charismatic movement that ecstatic utterance is not reported at all in the book of Acts.
0: mm Mm, absolutely. And we are going to look into the uh, book of Acts uh, a little bit um, uh, more, guys. I, I just, mm. I'm just, i just wondering if I could um, just uh, break here for a moment and uh, play a song um, mm. and we'll, we'll come back. But just before I play that song, I would like to give away today a book. And as we are talking about prayer, and revival, and the Holy Spirit, I was thinking that I should give away a wonderful book by Roger Morneau called mm. Incredible Answers to Prayer. Have you heard about that book, guys? Oh, my, I've read it. Mm. And the sequel, More Incredible Answers to
1: Prayer. <laughs> oh. They are fantastic. Yeah, I t- don't, don't get me started. It's just another whole program because Roger Morneau has had some amazing answers to prayer. Mm. Just yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and guys, you've got to ring in and get this book. You really do because it's just brilliant.
0: And um, if you like that book in your hands, uh, free of charge, no obligation, please just send an SMS to 04 888 And just mention that word, Incredible Answers to Prayer. And Are we learned we'll- to do that. <laughs> oh, you can you can do that. You will qualify for that too. And Excellent! Because the, then I've got a giveaway copy. that would be great. Oh, uh, uh, good. And the number again, you know, sometimes uh, people hear the number in different ways. You know, I usually say zero four triple eight, eight zero eight double one. If you want to say it another way, maybe I'll um, let you guys say it one uh, one time uh, that
1: again. Okay, just to let people know how we say it here in the West, we would say 488 <laughs> oh, 880
0: Probably that will, s- <laughs> will, will will fall much better, you know, for our listeners. Or get on the website and send us an email. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can get to um, uh, fatefm.com.au. Uh, 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 now, I will play that song which I prepared for us all and it's called Come ye children of the Lord. Stay hmm. with us. This is Faith FM a Drive Time Big Q&A. <laughs>
2: Children of the Lord, let us sing with one accord, let us raise a
1: joyful strain to our Lord who soon will reign on this earth when it
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Krita. and uh, with us from uh, Western Australia is uh, Ross, Craig, and Jason. Uh, good to have you with us uh, today, guys. Um, and we are talking about, uh, particularly today, what is the Holy Spirit's place in revival? Now, just mm-hmm. before the break, uh, we were mentioning about the. Um, Um, the Holy Spirit in the book of uh, Acts. And if you are talking about uh, the Holy Spirit and revival, uh, then the book of Acts is a great place to go. Right from the first chapter, there is so much about the Holy um, Spirit and the power that is available. Um, Mm. I think in Acts uh, chapter 1, verse 8, which says, uh, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Hmm. This is Jesus uh, talking uh, again about the Comforter. We mentioned earlier, you know, uh, that through the word Parakletos, you know, mm. you can have these uh, um, derived, uh, you know, um, words, and one of them is comforter. He will pray the Father to send. And this mm. is, uh, we will mention that again. And it is In the next chapter, when we see this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, we see the disciples, not just the 12, but about 120. We find this number in chapter uh, 1 and verse 15. We also find something else interesting about what they were doing. Uh,
3: Anyone know? (laughs) Yes, yeah. Jump in, Jason. Um, I will jump in, yeah. Um, In the verse just prior to the one you mentioned, Nick, we see that they were all in one accord and prayer and supplication. Mm -hmm. In other words, they were praying together for the same purpose. There was no disagreement and this unity is so needed if we're wanting revival. Mm. Yeah, man. Amen, Jason. That's so true. But we need to
1: be careful, we need to we need to actually we need to sort of just take a breath, and uh, we need to be aware that revival is not is is not of some particular time. Right. I was at, I actually came across an article by a guy called Irvin Budizelik. Um He wrote it in 2014, and the the, the, the article is called "The Old Testament Concept of Revival Within the New Testament." Mm-hmm. And in that article, he wrote, uh, and the, I'm just quoting it, Troy from that article, that the church today should not wait for some perfect time called revival in order to reach the unsaved. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on and says that the New Testament clearly points to a kind of awakening and fulfilling of believers with the Holy Spirit and the power of God which is necessary to act. So what he's actually saying is that with prayer we can have revival now. Mm. Right now, we don't have to wait. We don't have to go into a whole lot of planning for revival meetings or we can have our own personal revival right now.
0: Right, uh, I, I agree with uh, with Erwin uh, we don't need to wait for some particular time, if we have a uh, um, consistent prayer mm. life mm. we can call on the Holy Spirit anytime and uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3, another easy one to remember 33 <laughs> <laughs> verse 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you Do not know.
1: Wow. Yep, spot on, Nick. It doesn't mention any specific time. It just says to call on him.
3: Right. And and if I may jump in here, it's a bit (laughs) like Matthew 6.33. I'm good at jumping in, aren't I? Um, That's an easy one to remember too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But...
1: That verse, Jason. That that verse actually gives us a bit more information about the the when. It actually says to do it first. Mm-hmm. Do it first. So here's a question: Does it mean that you know when we pray for the Holy Spirit that it's 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 just a one time deal?
0: All right. Unfortunately, Rose, uh, some folk think uh, so you know but <laughs> we can see very clearly that um, the disciples and, and others mm. had more than one encounter with the holy spirit i mean particularly if we look in acts chapter 4 verse uh, uh, 31 uh, which says and when they had prayed the place where they were assembled they were assembled together, you know, in, in a place, was shaken, mm-hmm. was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, mm. this group contained many uh, that were present, actually, in chapter 2. Uh, so they obviously didn't um, believe it was one-time deal. Mm. Or they wouldn't have uh, bothered uh, praying for the Holy Spirit again as they um, would have uh, thought they already had their share.
1: That's, that's actually a, a really good point, Nick. Uh, and it's a real blessing that it's not a one-time deal because we need to pray for the Holy Spirit Oh well, mm, mm. well, again, I was reading in that book, If You Are Thirsty, You Can Be Spirit-Filled, and it's got another chapter in there about being spirit-filled daily. Right. Which, which outlines the need for us to pray for the spirit frequently. And if we think about it, Paul, who was one of the authors of, of what we call the Bible, uh, said in uh, Ephesians 5, 5. Um, uh, Eighteen, um, and if we look at the original Greek of the the verbs in this in this uh, this verse, it actually says that we need to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, it's a continuous action; it's not a one-time thing at all. So, to be filled with the Spirit means that we have to be conscious about it in our prayer, and we have to pray. For the Holy Spirit,
0: yeah, and that's probably where it uh, would uh, fall in place. You know, pray uh, constant, uh, constantly, or how it says in the Bible. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, gu- I guess uh, there is a direct relationship between our prayer life and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life, guys.
3: Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're on the money there, Nick, and. Um, Jesus Jesus told the disciples they would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And then we see they are praying in one accord just before the Spirit arrives. Mm -hmm. And that verse in Jeremiah was God saying to call to him and he will answer him.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Actually, uh, what you have just said, uh, Jason, has brought another text uh, uh, to mind, you know, from Matthew chapter 7. And uh, verses um, 7 and Uh, 8. Let's uh, look at that. Um, What it says here. uh, Okay. Let me see if I have that one ready. Does anybody have it ready, that one? Yeah, Uh, sure. Look, that's that's a great verse, actually, Matthew
1: 7, 7 to 8. Because it says, ask and it will be given to you. Mm -hmm. Seek and you will find... Knock, and it will be opened to you, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and
3: to him who knocks, it will be opened.
0: Hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, what's,
3: yes. yes. What's Jason. really interesting too is the same is recorded by Luke in his gospel. Hmm. Chapter 11, 9 and 10 says... So I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened.
1: Yeah, and actually it's interesting because if you have a look at both those passages, there's no evidence of when to ask or how often to ask. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, in the book of Luke, there, Jason, in the just before the verses that you read, we see that the disciples are asking uh, to be taught how to pray, which is quite fascinating because they've been with Jesus for quite a while by now, mm-hmm. and that they, they were brought up. One would have thought in a in a prayerful nation, the Jewish people. But anyway, topic for another day. Mm. Um, they were asking Jesus to teach them to pray and Jesus gave them a great outline of how to pray and we call it the Lord's Prayer, some faiths might call it the Our Father.
0: Yes, yes Jesus taught them to pray. Interesting uh, how the passage from Luke 11 uh, verses 1 to 13 all relate to prayer, you know. Uh, Mm. Just after he taught the a prayer outline uh, he went on to tell the parable about a friend visiting late at night and asking for uh, 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 for something and eventually getting what they asked for mm. <laughs> when viewed in the context of the whole passage we see the uh, the moral of the story is not that we should give our uh, uh, friends bread when they ask but that we should pray regularly and often.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, but do you know what's even better than that? Mm. Uh, is <laughs> the end of verse 13, and it is really, oh, yeah. I, I find this really exciting, actually. Go it for really it. It really relates to, like, our discussion about prayer life and the Holy Spirit, but that the verse ends, how much more will your Heavenly Father give mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes absolutely uh, and again we don't see a limit on the asking or receiving uh, quite the opposite mm-hmm. really the more we ask the more we receive <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> exactly absolutely and and if that's not enough biblical sort of evidence for you we're told in revelation 320 that he is waiting He's waiting for us to ask him. In actuality, he is knocking on the door of our hearts. In Revelation 3.20, we're told, Jesus talking again here, and he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine
0: with him and he with me. Oh, amen for that. And other translation I like to compare sometimes, and and from the, I think it's uh, the English uh, standard uh, version, it says, listen. It's very interesting. It's Mm -hmm. uh, captured, listen, I'm at the door. You know, yes. uh, you have to pay attention because sometimes we are inside of the, ho- the house busy with all the things and we don't even hear the, the doorbell, you know. But yeah. we need to listen, we need to have our ears uh, tuned. What a great promise yeah. uh, there. Yeah. So we can see that the Holy Spirit has a definite, a definite uh, 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 place in revival. And we need only to ask anytime yeah. and any place absolutely and we can ask him as often
1: as we want oh actually better than that we can ask him as often as we can mm. because we were we just we were just told you know if we ask we will receive and he's just waiting to give it He's going to give more to people that ask persistently because they're asking for it. Yes. That story that parable about the friend turning up late at night and knocking on the door and, until he got the loaves of bread that he was after, show us that if we ask persistently, we will get it. Mm-hmm. And he oh,
3: he just wants so bad to be so close to each one of us. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that's great, Ross. And I just wanted to repeat that last line that you said. He wants so bad to be close to each one. And um, in James 4, verse 8, we're, we're told, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It's, mm. It is an incredible promise. Yeah, that that is, an, oh, that is an awesome promise. And the theme, I think, that's
1: coming through, and I'm hoping people are picking up on here, Nick, is mm. that, We need to have this consistent, we need to have this prayer life. Otherwise, we're going to lose that closeness, that verse in James that Jason was Mm. just talking about. You know, if the best way to draw near to God Mm -hmm. is to talk to him. Yes. You know, if you want to get on well with people in this life, if you want to learn about them, you want to draw near to them, get to know them better, what better way is there than to talk to them. Yes. And God loves to hear from his children. He, lo- he He doesn't mind. I mean, he probably would prefer it if we didn't whinge all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just loves to hear from us. Yeah. He just loves to hear from us. And he is so ready to give. He is just so ready to give. That verse that Jason read, I reckon it, it pretty much encapsulates everything we've spoken about. We need to draw near to God through prayer, through reading his word, and... Even hanging out with other people that draw you to God yes. which is not, not a bad thing. Yes. Because the presence of the Holy Spirit is needed all the time.
0: Oh, amen From uh, for that. And we are talking about this in the context of revival. You know, we need, we need to um, to experience revival, you know, and reformation every day in our life. Because we are tempted, you know, just as, as sinful um, human beings, you know, just to go down, but we yeah. need we need to constantly, you know, um, pray, have that connection with God, and God promise that He will take us through. Now. Guys, time is going so quick today, (laughs) and we are uh, uh, almost the end of the program. Just before we are concluding uh, today, um, I have a a text from one of our listeners in regard to the book, which we advertise, and... um, um, uh, unfortunately, we don't have his name, but he asked this question. And Ross, you, r- you read that book and you, you mentioned yeah. about that. Probably you can give us a little bit of uh, background. I read that book also. I actually I read the three of them. There are three in the series. Uh, wonderful, wonderful book. And the question says here, I mean, uh, this gentleman or, uh, I think, it, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> because he just says, Hey, this book sounds cool. What's the go? What you can say about that, Ross? I-
1: Hey, well, he's exactly right. The book is cool. Um, I've got to tell you, in that book, there are some incredible situations that uh, um, Roger Morneau finds himself in. Look, just very briefly, I'm just going to be a spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you one of the little quick stories. Um, he was printing off some documents that he wanted to, to give out to people, and his printer ran out of ink. He had no money to buy another ink cartridge. He prayed. There we go. There's the key. He prayed. He asked God to help him because he wanted to get this fantastic information out to people. He went back in and he pushed print and it started printing again and it kept printing and it kept printing. The ink cartridge should have only printed a few hundred copies or something, but about three or four thousand copies later, it was still printing and it kept printing until... And Roger says this in the book, he says he kept printing until I showed some doubt and said, I wonder how long this will keep printing. And then it stopped because wow. he, he admits that he doubted for a fraction of a second, he doubted. But that, yeah,
0: just the, the printer ink cartridge story is just phenomenal. And there are so many in that book like it. Amazing, amazing. And uh, I know so many stories from that book, even people coming uh Alive again, you know, from the from the dead, you know, and yes. oh, it's an amazing. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a remarkable one too. Yes, um, my friend, uh, if you like that book, uh, please just uh, send us another message with your details, and we'll be very happy to um, to deliver that to your place. Uh, and thank you for testing us. You know, I mean, <laughs> put, uh, write some uh, messages uh, to us there. Hey, especially when we are looking for revival, guys. Yeah. We have seen that uh, um, to receive the Holy Spirit, uh, we just need to ask and keep asking yes. and believing in the one who sends him, which yes. means our prayer life is directly linked to our reception of the Holy Spirit. And upon mm-hmm. receiving, we can experience our own personal Revival. There you know, it is. Yeah, mm. time is up uh, for today. And again, uh, even though we are to the end of the, the program, I like to mention uh, that number to our listeners. And, Ross, you said it well. Can you uh, mention the number again for our listeners if they want the book?
1: <laughs> okay, grab a pen and write this down or grab your phone and punch it in. 488
0: Thank you so much uh, uh, for that. I uh, hey, hey
1: Nick, can can go, get Jason to say a prayer because absolutely. W- w- prayer. you know
0: you read my mind now. You know, I was just going <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, a short prayer Jason and we'll conclude.
3: Yep, absolutely. All right. Lord God, uh thank you that you send your spirit. Thank you for mm-hmm. revival that doesn't have to be big. It can be small. It can be personal. Mm. But Lord, I just pray today for revival, uh, for personal revival, for, uh, That we will get to know you, that we will know you through the very same spirit that you prayed that we would receive to. Mm. And I just thank you, Lord, for this day and this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jason.
0: And thank you so much for uh, being with us today, uh, Mm. listening to to our uh, program. Please join us again. uh, Join us when we are going to talk about hypocrites in the church that whoa, could whoa, be very interesting been, one but well, until then dangerous topic. <laughs> uh, and, uh, until then may God richly uh, bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus I leave you with this uh, song uh, calling you hmm.
3: He will take you by the hand Lead you to that promised land Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you?
2: When you strayed from the fold And there's trouble in your soul Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When your soul is lost in sin And you're at your journey's end Can't you hear the blessed Savior?